Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. I'm doing a daily lesson. And um, before I tell you what the title of this lesson is, I want to tell you that my voice is getting better and better every day, the more that I um, rest it. As you can hear, it sounds like I was running, but it's actually <clears throat> my throat and I feel it's a little bit tight. So. I want you to bear with me. The title for this lesson is success and how is it measured? Now, I wanted to talk about success because a lot of people measure success on the things that you have. And that's not really true. Um, I've also gotten some questions from people, younger people, in regards to being successful. If they're not asking me directly, they are asking me how they can find their knack or niche to become successful. Now, I know when I was growing up, we had people that helped us, okay? I mean, um, in the beginning, you, your, your creativity is supposed to be nurtured from your family. But we know as children of um, Yasharel, a lot of times we grow up with a lack. Now, I have not done that lesson yet, talking about families and roles and um, pathologies within families. I haven't gotten on that yet. But in speaking about success, a lot of that comes from... Um, us finding our place wherever we are in our family and setting a foundation on what we're going to do when we get older and what that means in terms of being successful. So I wanted to bring this um, to the forefront of this platform as um, well in the form of a lesson so that um this will be a teaching tool for those of you who may have this dilemma. Um, again, the name of this lesson is success and how is it measured? I'm gonna talk about success. I'm gonna talk about what it is. I'm gonna talk about what it's not. I'm gonna talk about the carnal success versus spiritual success. I'm gonna talk about all of that. And hopefully this will give you an idea of how to ground your foundation, young people, old people, anybody in between, okay? So let's just go through this together. Um, 
Yeah, how is success measured? Um, success is measured by the people on earth and not the most high, okay? Because in the beginning, the most high gives, um, gave the children of Israel everything they needed to be successful. Now, I'm not saying the rest of the world doesn't have the tools to be successful, but you already know the scriptures are based on the children of Israel. So did the children of Israel receive the tools to become successful? Yes. Did they listen to the most high? No. So now the children of Israel are scattered all over, every last one of them. All the 12 tribes are scattered. It's just that a bulk of the tribes is in one place and the rest of them are scattered all over. So I'm talking to everybody in the, um, the children of Israel, as well as the second flock. Why do I say second flock? Because most I say he's going to be Gentiles. They, they are the honorary second flock. So I'm speaking to whoever is listening to this platform, especially in um, anywhere. I'm not even going to say especially wherever. I mean, I'm in the United States, but I'm talking to everybody within the sound of my voice. Okay, I'm talking to everybody because we all human beings, we all need to understand what this means so that we can have this in our toolbox to help us to move to the next level. That's why I'm saying this. Okay. Um, all right. So success is measured, and this is, um, this is carnally. Success is measured by people on earth and not the most high. Is driven by finances, which the Most High calls mammon. Now, you already know um, in the New Testament, Yahusha, who is Yahuwah in the flesh, says you cannot worship mammon and um, the creator. So I'm going to get to that later. But um, in the United States and everywhere else, the world, I'm just going to say the world, they measure um, success financially. So um, the world, this ruling class that occupies the world um, and creates social constructs, they, um, they made the construct up of success being measured in money. Okay, so um, the people who are being ruled by the God of this world, the norm is that people with a lot of disposable income are considered successful, okay? Now, remember, we're going to read the carnal and then we're going to read the, uh, the spiritual. However, there is true success and it will be explained after the fleshly success is explained. The dominant society ruled by the God of this world, like I said, and that's in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, um, is saying that it's financial, but it's it's not always financial, although it is what this world thinks success is. Fleshly and carnal thinking and having, excuse me, and living, which is not congruent with the word of the most high. And I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. It is whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of the Mashiach, who is in the image of the Most High, shine upon them. Now, that means that the God of this world, who happens to be the devil, is ruling the blinded minds of society. That's basically what it says. Now, we're not going to go 
into how and why and how I could prove it, just know if you go into Daniel and you read the whole Daniel and you um, and you read within Daniel the prophetic dream that the Most High gave him about the fourth kingdom, you will understand why the world chooses to follow the God, the God of this world. You will know that. So let me keep moving. The Most High has a job for all of us to do here on earth. And it's not the same as the world sees it, okay? Like the world will see um, what your job is one way. And the Most High has a totally different meaning and um, way that you should have a job. And what do I mean by that? Case in point, um, Instagram model or somebody who takes their clothes off or somebody who does something for money that they should something unsavory, some, something unrighteous, whatever. That's not what the um, what it says in the scriptures. And I understand a lot of people are not righteous and they don't follow the scriptures. But I am talking to the children of Israel and I'm talking to the honorary second fly. That's who I'm talking to. So young people, many times you were not and are not being nurtured the way you should go and how to pick something you want to do in life. The Most High gave all of us blessings to go in different areas, to teach other people, to help other people. And that's what the Most High um, has blessed people to do. And this is in the New, um, this is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Also, um, some people get pushed into where they should go and what they should do as an occupation or career. And then they're working in the area that they don't like and it becomes hard and they become miserable and burnt out. And that is happening a lot. You know, there's a lot of young people that have gone to college and spent their parents' money for four years, eight years, whatever they did. And nine times out of 10, they don't like it. So they didn't spend their mothers for their parents money that they had to pay these colleges that's expensive for four and eight years and they don't do what they have a um, degree in. It doesn't make sense. Okay. It's nine times out of 10 is because it's um, something their parents pushed them into. I'm going to say this. Not everybody's meant to go to college. Remember, college is a social construct, but you also have to understand this. Without an education, you cannot survive children of Israel. I know there's a, um, there are people, even people that we listen to, people that I, I look up to um, in regards to spiritual aspects, but there's a lot of things that I do not agree with. They are um, on this earth and I, I have to say, because I lived it and I understand it, and some people may not agree with it, but that's fine. But I'm just going to say this. You cannot live without being educated. And I mean educated about anything. If you want to play the game of life itself, the game of life is being ruled um, on a playing field of having money to survive, having money to live. It is a, di a difference between surviving and living. If you want to live, then you have to be educated enough to live. To survive means to count on somebody else for your survival. So any way you look at it, because some people go, oh, you don't need to go to college or you think, you, um, you think you're better than people because you're educated or uh, whatever they say. 
because it is being said. And it's being said by people who call themselves responsible. And the truth is you're not being responsible because the the um, what they should say is um, not everybody goes to college. But if you're not going to college, at least get a trade so that you can live where you're living. If people notice now, um, the disparities of rich and poor is growing every day. There are certain states that people can't even live there. They have tent societies, they're not eating, there's mental health problems, all kinds of stuff. And that's what gets pushed over to the people that are, are considered poor. The 99% of um, people in the world I would say in the United States. I'm just going to say United States because I only know United States. Now, I can do research and do statistical analysis outside the United States and the rest of the world, but I didn't come here to do that. I'm just going where the most high is sending me. What I'm going to say is, as far as the United States goes, there's 99 to 1. 1% of the population owns all the wealth, a majority of the wealth, okay? 99% of the wealth. And 1% and 99% of the population does not own the wealth. Now, there's, may, there's many ways to make money. And I mean many. And you could be strategic and you could do whatever. But a lot of times, especially in the children of Israel, if you are not educated, you are behind the eight ball. Now, you can take that for whatever. You can take that any way you want, Okay. I am somebody who is educated. There are people that are not quote unquote educated by mainstream society, but just because you're not educated um, does not mean you can't make money. You can have a trade. A lot of people have spiritual discernment, which is common sense. Common sense could get you through stuff too. This is why I'm saying there's a carnal way for success and a spiritual way. I would never, never, never in a quadrillion years tell somebody, oh, just because you got a, a master's degree or a doctorate or a DSW or a PhD or whatever your degree is, that you think you're better than somebody else. That's not, that's not true. We have to deal with the cards that we've been dealt. And in order to get ahead, people, a lot of people feel like they need to be educated. And it's the truth. It just is what it is. I'm not going to bash anybody who um, has the ability to go to school, meaning financially and the time and attention to go to school and get their advanced degree. And I'm not putting off or downgrading anybody who didn't. Any way you make your money, except for um, an unlawful way in an unrighteous way, you need to make your money in order to live. Like I said, there's a difference between living and existing or surviving. People want to live. They want to have enough income to do whatever they need to do and not be behind the eight ball. Actually, um, not being able to take care of yourself and living behind the eight ball, meaning if you're not educated for the children of Israel and you don't have those resources to do something savvy or have a trade, you're going to depend on the government. You're going to have to depend on the government. And that's even worse. So I say that to say for those people who keep downing people with education, I just think it's jealousy, actually. Because common sense tells you, if you're in the land of your captivity, you're going to have to play the game in order to live and all in order to live and survive. You have to, because doing nothing is going to put you behind the eight ball. And like I said, I just think it's um, jealousy or envy. 
And I'm going to leave that right there. And I can argue that down to the ground for anybody who has something else to say about it. Back to what I was saying. Um, young people, many times, um, they're not nurtured. Their creativity is not nurtured. The things they want to do is not nurtured. And that's where the foundation comes in. Okay. And a lot of times their parents um, pick something for them that they want them to do. And they tell them to go to school, do this, do that. I want you, I want you to do X, Y, and Z. Whereas the child should have been picking whatever it is they want to do and it should be nurtured. Okay. Also, some people get pushed into what they should do. And then when they're working in the area, they don't like the area, they become burnt out and miserable. Okay. And this is because it's something your parents wanted for you and perhaps themselves that they didn't achieve. And it's not what you wanted, or it's perhaps what you saw someone else do and get money and make a good living. And you want that, what they have. And that is called idolatry. You're idolizing somebody else's stuff. Okay. And we're going to talk about that later. And, uh, you know, a lot of times on social media, people show how much money they get in on what they do and this and that. It's really not what they're saying it is. It's not cracked up. Um, it's not all that is cracked up to be. And a lot of times people will try that and it doesn't work out for them. Okay. So no, everything doesn't work out for everybody. You have to find your own niche. So. You have to know and understand that you have a free will to do what is right for you. You have to work at whatever it is, that occupation that you're gonna, that you chose or you're going to choose um, to be able to live your life and pay your bills. But also know that you can change your mind at any time and choose something else. Okay, as long as you live in and the most high allows you and grants you another day to live, you can change your mind and do something else, but you're going to have to work at it. Okay, you have to be smart about it. Okay, you can do what you want because it's a gift from the most high. Now, success. Success is objective and I'm going to define success in a minute, which is what the devil and his followers um no, that success is subjective. It really isn't subjective. But the devil, which is the God of this world, and people who create these social constructs, they're telling you that su success is measured by how much money you have, how much disposable income you have, how much boat, how many boats you could buy, how many uh, apartment buildings, this, that, the other you could buy, how much money you could throw up in the air and do whatever it is. That's what the, the devil is telling you, the God of this world. But it's really not that. Okay, so um, it's subjective and we're going to define it. It is what you observe, view to be, it's, um, wait, let me read it again. Subject, success is objective. However, the God of this world wants people to know that it's, uh, um, that it's subjective. Okay. And um, he wants you to think and believe that it's money that makes you successful. But if you notice, a lot of people with money, they're miserable because they're not successful, spiritually successful, wholeheartedly successful. They're not. 
money does not equal success. Money just makes you have, um, it, it gets you things, okay? It doesn't equal success. But society um, has you thinking that it does. Okay. Um, some people allow the world to tell them what success is. And we go right with it. So it becomes subjective. Okay. It becomes a, a subjective to people. Like this is the end all and be all. You got to do X, Y, Z to be successful. But that's not successful. It's just getting money. And like I said, the world views success on how much money you have. But your success is what you make it. Your aspirations and your inspirations come from your experiences and your imagination. And no one can comment or critique it. Now, a lot of times the Most High gives us these dreams and aspirations and inspiration so that we can fall in line with what we are supposed to become. Like I said, you could change your mind at any time, but if it's not nurtured, if it's basically stomped out of you, if it's ridiculed, if it's um, if whatever you want to be becomes an embarrassment to you because you're scared to tell somebody else that there's a problem there. You need to work that out. Now, I want to define a few words, but um, and they're all from the Oxford Dictionary. And this first word is success. And this is what the world views um, success as. The accomplishment of an aim or purpose, okay? Um, and the, uh, there's a little sentence here. It says, there is a thin line between success and failure. And there's another sentence that says, the region has had some success in attracting light industry. I don't know what that sentence means, but it means um, the, the uh, synonyms for success means a favorable outcome, okay? Um, or a favorable result or a um, positive result, victory or triumph, okay? And then we have a more um, synonyms, prosperity, prosperedness, successfulness. Let me turn this light off. FYI, people, I'm getting my glasses. I'm getting them soon. I made my appointment. <laughs> my issue is not being able to see and writing stuff on my board on Saturdays. And I can't read my own writing. That's why it sounds like I can't read because <laughs> I can't see. So I wish you could see what I'm doing. I have so many lights on me and I got this paper at arm's length as if I'm taking the driver's license test. Yeah, I cannot see. I need some glasses. So, okay, what was I saying? Oh, okay. And it, um, like I said, prosperity, um, affluence, okay. It just keeps saying triumph and victory and all of this. Okay. So that's what success means carnally. Now, I already said spiritually, success 
is objective. And I'm going to define objectivity. And again, this is from the Oxford Dictionary and it says the quality of being objective, okay? Um, the piece lacked any objectivity and the synonyms for that is impartiality, okay? It's important to know that it's impartial simply because subjectivity is being partial. What does the Most High say? Don't be partial. The scriptures say don't be partial. Part of the law is not um, law, statute, precepts, and commands. It's not to be partial to people. But when you say somebody's successful and it's being based on money, then you are being partial to people. Because remember, only 1% of um, United States is um, rich. All the rest of the people are not. Okay? So I want you to know that. But um, the synonyms for objectivity is, and I made it, um, it's a noun, but I made it a verb because I need you to understand what's being said. Fairness, fair-mindedness, equitability, justness. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Now that we've um, pretty much defined objectivity, we will now define subjectivity. Subjectivity is a noun. Um, it's a plural noun, which by the way, I said it was um, for um, objectivity. I said it was an adjective and it can be, but it's also a plural noun. So <clears throat> one definition is the quality of being, I really can't see, so I'm sorry. Hold on, let me pull it. Give me one minute. I have to pull my notes up so that I can actually see it because I really cannot see it. Oh, give me one minute. Okay, um, I had to stop it for a minute so that I can pull up the um, document so I can see the document. I literally cannot see the document. I really do need some glasses, people, because I cannot see what I printed out, which sucks. Anyway, back to what I was saying. I am back in business, though. Okay, objectivity. Oh, I'm sorry, we're on subjectivity. The quality of being based on or influenced by personal feelings, tastes, or opinions. Okay, so you know what I just said. Being influenced by personal feelings, tastes, and opinions. Now, subjectivity is something that is based on you and what you feel. And if, if you notice, that's selfishness. So you want everybody to be... Uh, to think the same way that you do. So that's what um, subjectivity is. So the world wants you to think the way they think, meaning if you got money, you're successful. That's what they want you to do. But the most high does not, um, he doesn't go for that, okay? 
um, there's a difference when it comes down to the most high. Now, I need you to understand why um, this success um, should be objective and not subjective. Because a friend of the world is not a friend of the most highs. That's why. Okay. <clears throat> so we are all born with natural and spiritual gifts that should be identified, developed, and nurtured. This way we can practice them in order to find out what to do about them. It's also good to get feedback and direction from your quote unquote village. Now, who's your village? That's the people around us. That's family, that's community, that's school, that's um, et cetera. Um, that um, African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. It is true. When you are young, your village is your uh, family. Okay, so your mother and your father and your siblings, your parents are the ones that's supposed to nurture your creativity, okay, and allow you to try everything that you need to try in order to get your knack. And once you are really interested in something, then they can nurture it, help you to nurture it, and then you can move forward in it either becoming um, something that makes you happy or becoming a career for you. And that's what technically is supposed to be done, but a lot of times it's not. And this is why more, more now it's not because a lot of young people, they don't know what they want. They've never been asked. It used to be you used to go to you know school. This is back in the days. I don't know if they do it now. And nine times out of 10, they don't. Um, and I say they don't because it's being shown on the children, on the children's actions or young people's actions. Um, it used to be you go to high school or, yeah, you go to high school and you had a guidance counselor and they will pull you in their office, ask you what you wanted to do. Now, um, in a perfect world, when your parents are nurturing your creativity, you will be able to tell this, um, this um, um, counselor, well, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And what they would do is give you some information and resources in starting your foundation or giving you information on how you could be whatever it is that you want to be. And then if um, sometimes they would put you like, um, I don't know if it still happens in high schools, but they will put you in a position that you could just do some volunteer work or whatever it is to start whatever it is that you want to do. This way it could be perfected. That's how it used to be. I don't know if it's that way now. I have no idea. I'm not in the school system and I don't have any little kids that would be able to tell me whether they do that. But I gather that they don't. If I'm having people come to me or we having conversations with young people and they just don't know what the heck they doing. They either just got out of high school or they um, in high school and they just lost. Now that's not to say that these things are not in place. It could be that the child or young person is introverted and just never shared anything. Who knows? Whatever the family um, dynamic is. And um, currently we are doing... Um, a series on um, families and um, relationships. And I'll get to that in more detail later. But like I said, we're young people, they're supposed to be nurtured while they were young. So this way, when they can get to high school and 
and, and get ready to get out, they have an idea of what they want to do and not being pushed into something by their parents. I mean, if you're pushed into something by your parents, you could be respectful and be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to do what they want me to do. But then later on, hate it. And then you're going to be miserable. Or you could just let your parents know that you want to do X, Y, Z. Sometimes they may not be um, happy with what you want to do. And if it's in reason, sometimes parents, even if they didn't like it, if it's within reason and you can prove to them that you can make a life for yourself, then they may let you. But just going along with their um, direction and just you hating your life, hating everything and not want to do it and then spending their four years worth of money because school is expensive. Spending their four years worth of money and then don't do what they sent you to school for is just ridiculous. This is where conversations need to be had. Okay? And sometimes, you know, um, the fear of telling your parent oh, I want to do this. And it sounds awful to your parent. Your parent's like, I don't want you to do that. And you're like, but I want to do that. And then it becomes a thing, you know, or you may not even say that because you have this fear of criticism from uh, your parents or your peers or just being ridiculed. And that's terrible, you know, because it makes you afraid to express your heart's desire in regard to being creative and finding um, what your contribution in life is or should be. So um, you shouldn't be embarrassed and your creativity should be nurtured. Um, no matter what your inspirational aspiration is, because there is a place for whatever position you want to be in, in this life and in this world, there is a place for you. But a lot of times, unfortunately, you're not being told that, okay? Your inspiration and your aspiration is not stupid and it's not impossible. And whoever says that to you is probably unsuccessful themselves. They are probably complacent and they can't think outside of the box or outside themselves more than what they're thinking now. So they're going to automatically think that what you're... Um, what your aspirations are doesn't make sense or it's stupid or it's impossible. That's what they're going to tell you. This is why you have to ignore the naysayers because their eyes don't believe what their minds can't conceive. If they can't see themselves doing it, they surely can't see you doing it. This is why you don't share your private thoughts and your private aspirations and inspirations with other people because they're going to tell you, you can't do it. Oh, you're not going to be able to do it. They, they're not going to help you. They're not going to be a help to you. So um, I just feel like um, if you have a parent like that, then maybe you should go to the school because counselors, school counselors are paid to listen to you and nurture your creativity. They paid to do this. That's why they did. Okay, literally, that's why they did. They get paid for that. So if you can't get that at home, you need to go to school and get it, okay? That's what they're there for. Make them work for their money, okay? So the most high blesses you to be in the positions that you go in a lot of times, not unless you're going in it for the reasons I told you, 
for um, to, to um, get money because you saw somebody else get money or somebody will tell you, oh, yeah, let's go into this position. Even though your heart doesn't really want to go in that position, it's just because finances, because there's many positions that have good money. But what do you got to do to get the money? You may not be willing or want to do that to get the money. Work long hours, have to deal with people. If you're not a... Um, outgoing person, having to deal with sick people and all of this, having to do deal with people's uh, problems and, and whatever it is. This is what I'm saying. The most high blesses people to be in certain positions, honey, because certain positions you could describe it and people will be, I don't know how you do that. And you fit into it like a glove. You make money from it. You love it and all that. But there's a lot of people that are in positions that they hate. So like I said, the most high blesses you to be in your position if you are in the most high's word. I'm not saying everybody. If you're in the most high's words, he blesses you to be in the position that you're in. And more than, more, um, more than likely, it's something that you dreamed of doing, which is a blessing from the most high. Whatever position it is, because you become very natural in doing it and people look at you and go, Wow, that's easy because you make it look easy. Not because it is easy, because it could be hard as nails. And because you was blessed to be in that area and the most high blessed you and put his blessing all over you and you just doing it like, la la la, like it's a second nature. And people could look at you and be like, and you making money and you look good doing it. People look at you and be like, oh, I want that. I'm gonna do that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do just what she did. And I'm going to get just what she got, even though that's idolatry and coveting other people's stuff. That's what it is. They'll, they'll try to do what you did and fail, fail, fail because they're not supposed to be there. They're too busy running after you and how good you look doing whatever it is that you're doing. So there's some things that we need to know in regards to success. You can do anything you want. This one, this is me telling you, everybody who's listening to me, all of those people who are um, looking for uh, careers, all those people who um, have not been uh, nurtured, their creativity have not been nurtured, they don't have no direction. I'm telling you, as somebody who's educated and in that field, to be able to encourage you and, and nurture you, I'm in a position to do that. I'm telling you, you could do anything you want. You could be anything you want. And that's the truth. Is it going to be easy? No. Do you have to put in the work? Yes. Do you have to be disciplined? Yes. Do you have to have finances if you need to go to school? Uh-huh. But there's also ways of going about it. One of my jobs in the area of expertise that I'm in is to be resourceful and present resources to my clients. That is one of my jobs, okay? A resource, um, a bound of resources I have. A, resor a resourceful person. I give you tools to live by. I give you um, resources to accomplish your goals. That's what I do. That's what I was doing in my position of work. So I am confident in telling you that you could do anything you want. Do you have to write your goals down? Do you have to brainstorm in order to be able to reach each goal to get to the successful top of the mountain? Yes, you have to. 
It's not easy, especially for the children of Israel. We got stuff 10 times harder than everybody else. Know that, understand that. That's real. As long as you put that in the forefront of your mind and know I could still achieve X, Y, and Z, but it's going to be hard. I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be driven. I'm going to be resourceful. I'm, um, I'm going to rely on everybody I need to rely on to get to the next um, plateau. As long as you can put that in your mind and focus and know that this is what you really want to do, that you're going to spend your time on. Remember, spend your time because time is money. So if you're willing to spend your time and attention on it, you can achieve your goal. Mm -hmm. It may not be easy, but it's not impossible. So know that and know that you're capable of all things. The most high said you capable. I could do all things through the most high who gives me the ability to do it. The most high said this. He said you could do anything. So understand that I do not want people to think that they're not able to do a thing. Like I said, it takes hard work and drive and you being realistic and it may take finances, but there is a way, even if you don't have them, there is a way to get them. And that's where you have to be resourceful. You have to call on people to help you to get to the next level. This is why in high school, you have a guidance counselor, guidance counselor. They able to give you the tools that you need, even financially to help you, even in college, they're able to help you to do that. I don't care what it is from A to Z you want to be. You should have been rooted and your foundation should have been rooted since high school. But a lot of times it's not because people still going in circles. They think high school is a, a game and then they get out of there. Then they go into college and find out that college is nothing like high school. Nobody's going to wrangle you back in to do nothing. You're supposed to be grown. Your focus, you're supposed to be focused and you, your focus is to be goal oriented, get that goal and graduate with that degree so that you can get your goal. That's what it's about. It's not about, oh, they're going to look for me. And if I cut class and I don't feel like, baby, you are paying these people. And it doesn't matter whether you go to class or not, because you didn't already pay them. <laughs> so that's what people need to understand. That's the young people. And for the older people, you may have um, been in a position for a long time. You may be ready to retire or you may be, um, you know, right around the corner, you may be able to uh, be ready to retire right around the corner, or you may be ready to retire within 10, uh, five to 10 years. And you're looking for something else to do. Because no, nobody wants to sit around and do nothing all day. No, nobody. No, uh -uh. no. Okay. So you may be looking for a second career, or you may be looking into something that you really wanted to do in your heart. Because older people, a lot of times their parents pushed them a certain way and they went that way. And sometimes they just don't know how to come out of that and do something else. And I'm telling you again that you can do anything you want and you can be anything you want. I don't care what age you are. I know when I graduated from um, graduate school, there was people 60 and 70 years old that walked across that stage with me. Okay. So nobody can't tell me, oh, no, I'm too old to do X, Y, Z. I always wanted to do it, but I'm too old. Who said that? Again, that's subjective. That's people telling you, well, you should think that this person is too old, but you're not. As long as you're breathing and the most high gave you that grace to keep going, then I think you should keep going. It is what it is. Okay.
So um, a lot of times, like I said, um, when people say success, they are basing it in a subjective view, okay? Um, and it shouldn't be. So, um, success is what you make it because that's how you live your life. That's how you make your money. That's how you live a balanced life. And I believe that's success. Being able to pay your bills, living a balanced life, being able to live and survive. Survive off the money that you have and not lack and be able to live, meaning paying your bills, having disposable income, enough for you to get whatever it is you want. If you want to travel, you could travel. If you want things, you can have things and be able to give back. That to me is what success means. Not having all of these debts, that's what success means to me. And success should mean something different to you. It should not mean the same thing to me. But don't go around with the world and say, oh yeah, it means money, having your money. So I'm gonna do everything I need to get money. That's not what it means, okay? So um, lastly, in regards to this um, carnal way, after defining success, discuss, um, well, have a discussion with yourself or look over um, your goals. Look over your goals See if that's something that you really want to spend your time doing and then go do it. Don't have a second, a third, a fourth thought about it. If that's something that you want to do, then damn it, do it. Okay? So, um, don't chase after money now because a lot of people don't get it. And you will find yourself doing all kinds of stuff to get money and that's not how it is. That's not success. That's what happens when people become quote unquote successful according to the world's standard. Selling your body, doing things that you're ashamed of or is going to make your family ashamed, doing un, um, unethical things, doing things that's not righteous, doing things that's against your own moral code. That's not success. That's just following mammy, money. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Okay, so... What does the world system create when they looking for success uh, the way it equates to money? They become prideful. They become puffed up and conceited. They become arrogant, greedy, lustful, deceptive, overly ambitious, not humble, unrestrained, pompous, and wickedly self-righteous. These are all the fleshly things that the Most High hates. And this is in, uh, according to the Shepherd of Hermas, this is all the stuff when people um, searching for money and they, they, their idea of quote unquote success is, that's how they become. Ruthless. They'll do whatever it is for money. Look at those housewives, any franchise. Look at what they're doing for money. Look at to married to medicine. They throwing them peanuts, treating them any old kind of way. And because they're getting a little bit of money and it might be a lot to them, but think of these networks that got billions of dollars. They throwing them bird seeds and these birds is squawking and caulking. And that's their idea of success. And this is how the world treats them. Oh, you're going to do anything for money. So you're going to call this girl 
anything but a child of the most high. You're going to do all kinds of stuff. You're going to do this crazy stuff for these little, this money. Yep. And that's what they call success. Not knowing that they're laughing stocks. And a lot of people who watch them, unfortunately, they ain't got nothing else going on or they got too much going on and they just want to veg out and not think about their own stuff and look at other people's misfortunes and the nonsense. That's what happens. So now, what does prosperity mean in the scriptures? Now, I took this out of um, a, um, I took this offline and this is what it says. What does the Bible say about wealth and prosperity? You see how they say um, they equate success, which is prosperity, with wealth. And this is what it, this is what the world says. And the most high knows and knew before the foundation of the world that the world was going to do that. So that's why he had more than enough scriptures for you, which we will be reading. But this is what it says, this definition on a religious site. What does the Bible say about wealth, prosperity, and discipline? The prosperity gospel is a doctrine that teaches the most high wants us to be prosperous and healthy in life with health being used as a measure for your level of favor with the most high. As Yeshua repeatedly teaches having prosperity in this life does not equate to the most high's favor. Now, as you know, they use God and Jesus because it's a religious site. But they do have a point. It doesn't, um, prosperity, aka success, does not equate wealth. And Yahshua does teach us to have it, being successful does not, um, in this life, does not equate to the most highest favor. So prosperity is mainly dealing with economics, which again does not fall in line with the success according to the most high. It's mostly fleshly. That's what that is, prosperity and success. They're basing it on finances. And that's not what the most high does. That's not what he does. So I'm going to define the word prosperity and it's from the Oxford Dictionary. And it says the state of being prosperous, okay? And the synonym of that is wealth. That's the first, <laughs> that's the first word. And success is the second one. Pro um, profitability, affluence, riches, opulence, the good life, fortune, ease, plenty, welfare, comfort, security, being, well-being, luxury, life of luxury, milk and honey, a bed of roses. I could keep going on because it's a lot, but I want you to understand this is what the world wants you to believe. They want you to believe that that's what success is, and it really is not according to the most high. So now I'm going to read some scriptures on financial success because the most high does want you to be successful and even in your finances he does but there's some rules and regulations that need to be um followed before that could come about because the most high said in one scripture if you don't work you don't eat so it doesn't mean sit on your behind and money's supposed to be coming to you there's a lot to do in regards to 
um, success. Hold on. Sorry, I thought my husband was coming because I was going to put it on pause because I didn't want to hear that um, garage door going up. Okay, so I'm going to read a few things. And just to let you know, the most I want you to be successful, but he wants you to know where it's coming from. There's, you know, there's some caveats now. He doesn't mind giving us anything. And I already did a few lessons on that. He, he will give you the desires of your heart, but there's some rules and regulations that come with it. And if you are of the most high, then you don't have no problem with it, okay? You always got to give the most high the glory, always. So this is what we're going to read. We're going to read a few of these, and then I'm going to keep going. Yeshua 1 and 8. And this is from the English Standard Version Bible. All of this is going to be from the English Standard Version Bible. Um, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 was from the King James. And I will give you different Bibles um, simply because of the regular English words in them. And I already told you how words change in different Bibles. So I got this when I downloaded it is from the English Standard Versions. Um, the original wording a lot of times is different in the Sifa and in the King James. So just know that. Yeshua um, 1 and 8, it says, um, this book of the law, and no, this is from the Old Testament. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. I already told you, successful. And then you will have good success. So you didn't hear nothing about no money. What you heard was you're supposed to be meditating on the word of the most high because the most high said he will make you prosperous when you're walking in my will. Everything happens good when you're walking in his will. So that's what success, that's what makes success. That's what builds success. That's the foundation of success, walking in the word of the most high. Okay, this is the point of being financial, of being prosperous. All of that is um, seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness, basically. Uh, 3 John 1 and 2. Um, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. That's another uh, thing of success because you can't, listen, your health is wealth, okay? You cannot put a number on your health. You cannot put a financial number on your health and your health is your wealth and the most high gives it to you. So I'm going to read it again. 3 John 1 and 2. Beloved, I pray that all may be may go well with you and that you may be in good health, which is wealth and success, as it goes well with your soul. You see how the Most High looks at um, success in that way? If you're healthy, you're successful because you can keep going on, being in a healthy state of mind and body. Okay? That's prosperity. That's wealth, your health, okay? And to lean on the most high and not on your own understanding, that also is success. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, honor the most high with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. 
then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. What's a vat, vineyards? Will be bursting with wine or the, uh, the vessels that hold the wine. Okay? Deuteronomy 8 and 18. You shall remember the most high, your Elohim, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Children of Israel, you heard what I just said. You shall remember the most high your L, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. He gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm this covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So, children of Israel and the second flock, the Most High blesses you with that. He blesses you with it. He wants you to have it. I'm going to read one more and then we can move on. Philippians 14, excuse me, Philippians 4:19. And my Yah will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory. In Yeshua HaMashiach. Now, what does it say? Shaul wrote this. And the Most High will supply every need for you according to his riches in glory in the Mashiach. His riches, his success for you is to be prosperous in everything that you do when you're walking in his word, his law, statutes, precepts, and commands. Your health is wealth. You see how it's different? It, he ain't saying nothing. He's saying he's going to give you the money or whatever, but your health is first and his word. Well, his word is first and then your health is second. It's together. You get all these things when you seek the most high first. Then you're going to get money because money's not everything like the world is telling you. Success. Oh, you got to be, you have, you have to have money, but you're chasing it though. You're chasing mammy. And that's not what the most high says. Okay, you're being idolatrous. That's not what the Most High says. So now let's go to some verses that talk about, I already said prosperity and success. So we're going to go to some verses. I already said prosperity and success. We're going to go to some verses that is for the love of money. Now, this is what happens with the world. I didn't already told you what the, um, the Most High said. Come on, come on, come on. I already told you what the Most High said, what wealth and prosperity is. Okay, once you have the Most High, you don't need nothing else. Understand that and know that. You got the Most High, you don't need nothing else. We already on this in Yahusha. You got the Most High, you don't need anything else. Everything else is going to be added unto you. Seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness. Then you're going to get everything. That's success. I don't know what everybody else is telling you. Ooh. Okay, so just give me one minute. I am going to, where, where is it? Prosperity and success. Don't tell me I did not put it there. Oh, here it is. Okay. For the love of money. This is the scriptures. Hold on. Let me just do this for one second. 
I'm, I'm online reading this thing to you because it's the only way I can see it, which is the worst. I mean, I can't wait to get my glasses. It's, it's, I've been really not having a good time simply because um, I'm not able to see. That's why it sounds like I can't read because <laughs> I can't see. All right, but I will be able to see, hopefully, after I go to this doctor's appointment on Thursday. I had to make it because I, I can't. It, it bothers me because I can't see. So um, I'm going to read The Love of Money. Okay. Just give me one minute. All right. Now, this is what happens when you have the love of money. Okay. So wait. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three. Oh, okay. Hold on. I'm sorry. I keep saying hold on, but I'm trying. I'm online reading this. So, all right. I'm ready. Okay. This is for the love of money. Now I have so many scriptures that discuss the love of money, which is um, mammon which is wickedness and evil. You need money to live on this earth. You need money to live on this earth. You do. That's why the most high um, is allowing all the stuff to happen. But when you go overboard, when you do too much of anything, it's not good for you. Yes, you need money to live on this earth. You do. You need some kind of financial, um, I'm not going to say services. You need the services, but you need the finances to purchase the services. So yes, you do, but you don't have to chase money the way people do. That is too much. So let's discuss. First Timothy 6 and 10, Shaul right. I'm sorry, Timothy writes. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. Remember, I'm reading from the English Standard Version, not the King James, because King James says the love of money is the root of all evil. But this is in regular English for those people who don't get the damn down and they're not really understanding the King James. This is what it says, English Standard Version. For the love of money is a root of all, and it's saying is a root, but it's the root, not a root, is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. What does that mean? It means you chasing after mammon. It means the most high should be first and then he give you everything. But no, you're going to keep chasing after the world's um, love and the world's love is money. And what does the, the God of this earth, which is the devil do? Dangle money in front of those people who create the rules, society. And uh, the ones who create the rules, if you ever notice, they're the rich ones, right? So yeah, what are the rich people going to get in the end? They're little pieces of paper and they're going straight to blazes. Matthew um, 6 and 24, no one can serve two masses. And this is exactly what I mean. For either he will hate one and love the other, or he will devote to one and despise the other. You cannot serve the most high and mammon. It says mammon in the King James, but in the English Standard Version, it says you can't um, devote yourself or serve the most high and money. 
You can't. It's either going to be one or the other. And this is no lie, people. You keep uh, running after money. You're going to do everything in your power to get it. And you can see this on TV and everywhere else. Everybody wants to be influencers or whatever else because, and they use money and because they're getting money. Now, money is not supposed to be doing that. Money is supposed to be able to help you pay your bills, maintain your lifestyle at a, um, a balanced, in a balanced way. And it's supposed to help you live. It ain't supposed to help you get five yachts, this, that, the other, because you're going to beg, borrow, and steal for that. And that's not what the Most High is saying. And that's not how the Most High wants you to use it. Hebrews 13 and 5, keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. This is one of the most important things I just said. This is one of the most important things I just said, simply because the most high said he will never leave you and forsake you. So if you asking him for something, I don't care what it is, he's going to give it to you. So why you keep chase, chasing money? When you get money, it can only buy you whatever. It's not going to make you happy. It's going to make you content for a minute until you're no longer interested in whatever it is that you bought. And then you'll keep buying stuff because you're not happy inside. But the most high makes you happy, truly. Okay, it um, the most high gives you peace. Peace and happiness go together. The most high said, I'm gonna give you my peace. Not let the world give you peace. I'm gonna give you my peace. And your peace ain't got, the most high's peace don't got nothing to do with money. Yes, you need money to live on in this world. Yes, you do. Anywhere in this world, you need money. But you don't have to be rich. You don't have to chase after money like you ain't got no damn sense. And there are ways of getting it, but in a an uh, appropriate way, I would say. Not in a way that goes against your parents' morals, because some of these people nowadays don't have no morals. They don't have no shame. They'll do whatever it is or whatever it takes to get money. And that's not what I'm saying. If it goes against the most high's moral compass, I would say, because a lot of people don't know nothing about morals, nothing at all, <laughs> nothing. Ecclesiastes 5 and 10, he who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also vanity. And it is. Uh, 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 who wrote Ecclesiastes? Solomon. Oh, he'll be the one to tell you, honey, because he had the most money out of everybody and the most wisdom. And what did he do? I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I already talked about what he did. It don't have nothing to do with money. It has something to do with lust. But he had a lot of money and he pissed it all away. And that's all I'm going to say about that. 2 Timothy 3 and 2. For people will, this is what's going to happen. This is what's happening now. But back then, 2,000 years ago, this is what Timothy is prophesying. And it's true. People will be lovers of themselves. Self-love self-centered yes they're gonna be self-centered okay they're gonna love money more than everybody they're gonna be proud they're gonna be arrogant they're gonna be abusive they're gonna be disobedient to their parents and ungrateful and unholy and that's exactly what they are because of money because people think if they got money they don't need nobody but that is the furthest thing from the truth hmm. you can have your little money for your little 15 minutes and then you're going down 
Luke 12 and 15. And he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetedness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. What does that mean? Just what I said earlier today. You could be working in the position of your uh, blessing and looking good and showing people how you, or you could just be in, um, an influence to somebody else. And they turn around and look at you and go, oh, look at what this person's doing. And they got this and they got that and they working here and they working there and it look easy until they do it and it's not. So you're coveting other people's stuff because you're looking at what they got and looking at um, the money they bringing in and the things that they got and you're coveting that. And you want to do exactly what they're doing. That's what he's saying. And you're going to do anything to get it. You're going to be proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to your parents and whatever else to get that money. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be covetous. Okay? About somebody else's possessions. Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth gained by wealth gained hastily will dwindle but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. And that's true. What did I say? You have to work for certain things. If the scriptures say you don't work, you don't eat. You have to um, nurture your, cre get your the creativity nurtured. This is how you know um, what you want to do. Because you may want to do 500 things. You try those 500 things and then you narrow it down to one or two. Then you try those two to see, okay, well, what's really me? What is something I can do for the rest of my life or the rest of the time that I'm working that's going to make me happy and is going to benefit somebody else? As soon as you go into that, it's going to look easy. People going to be coveting and doing whatever else because they ain't never been nurtured. Once you able to uh, make your goals, set your goals, move forward, have a life by the goals that you chose, little by little, you're going to be building your empire. Still staying in the most high's word, his law, statutes, precepts, and commands, and then you will be successful by the most high standards, not by the world standards. I got one more I'm going to read. Two, because you know I always find another one. <laughs> but <laughs> I got two more. Okay? And then we can wrap this up. First Timothy 6, 9 and 10. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare. I already told y'all what a snare is. A snare is a device that captures animals and it kills them right on the spot. That's a snare. Okay. So let me read it again. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. Now, I already read the second part of Timothy, but now I read the whole thing just to let you know that if you desire, your, your desire is to be rich, then you're going about it the wrong way. You will be caught in a snare. You're not looking at the blessings that the Most High gave you. That's why I'm talking about. Seek your first, his kingdom and his righteousness. The Most High already knows what you need before you um, even ask for it, but you ain't getting it because you, you ain't asking. You have to seek and consult with the Most High first, but before you do that, you got to know who you are 
in the most high and who you who you are and who you belong to. Who am I? I'm a child of the most high. Okay. Who do you belong to? The most high. Who am I? I am the righteousness in the most high through Yahshua. Once you know that, once you walk in the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the most high, the most high is going to direct your path. You're going to get rich and not rich like the world says. You're going to be all good. Now, you might be financially rich uh, as far as money is concerned, expendable cash and all kinds of stuff because the most high gives us the blessings to be able to make money. Yes, he said that. I already read that. But even if you're not rich like the world says, because there's different variations of rich, even within millionaires and billionaires, there's poor billionaires, there's poor millionaires. Like you could have one million, somebody has a hundred million. Who's the poor one? The one with the one million, right? So you got to understand what rich and poor means. You got to understand the degrees and variations between those socioeconomic poles. So just because you ain't rich like the rest of the people, which is covered in this, if you keep looking at their riches, just because you're not rich like them does not mean you six, you're not successful. That's what you need to understand. Stop being unrealistic and looking at other people's stuff. That's the root of evil because you will do anything to be where they are, but you don't know what they have to do to get that. Don't be blinded. Don't be deaf and don't be dumb. You can be successful. Without being rich, rich in success, I already told you, is uh, is an is objective, but people want you to look at it as being subjective. It is objective, okay? I mean, you could be um, you can be well secure in your finances and not be rich. You could be happy in your socioeconomic status with your family. You could pay your bills. You could travel anywhere you want and not be rich according to the world standards, but you are rich in spirit. You are rich in family. You are rich in the word of the most high. You're rich. That meaning you're successful. This is what I mean. People need to stop looking at the world's view of things and success. That's not what it is. You do not measure success about how much money you have. It's so much deeper than that. That's what people need to understand. Okay. So I'm going to read this last one and then we want, we're going to come out. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, meaning wealth, where moths and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also oh that's a good one that's a good one to end with and i'm gonna break it down the most high is saying who is yeshua in the flesh is saying stop running after the finances of this world people think i already said it again i already said it and i'm gonna say it again People think success is based on money, financial gain, but it really isn't. The most high is, is your success. Children of Israel and second flock. The most high is your success. Because as long as you're walking in the most high word, word, as long as you're walking in the most high's word, you're successful. You doing what the most high said, and he's saying he's going to do 
what um, he says. And this is in Deuteronomy 28, blessings and curses. I'm going to bless you. As long as you follow my word, I'm going to bless you. His blessings are innumerable. His blessings is going to chase you down the street. You think these people out here got a little piece of change, a little bit of money. They might be millionaires. How you know he ain't going to make you one? How you know he ain't going to make you the most influential person? How you know he ain't going to make you the most famous person in the world? You have no idea because you didn't even try the most high. You keep running after these earthly things. But the most high said, don't lay up for yourselves no treasures on earth. Don't do it. Because all that stuff could go away at any time. And you already know that money is paper. So moths can eat it and it can um, ruin. Okay. Uh, build up your treasure in the most high. Because guess what? This life is nothing but a blink of an eye. The next life is eternal. That's what you should be doing. Build your treasures with the most high in the heavens. Build it there. Because when it's time to judge you, that's where your treasure going to be. Oh, yeah. You didn't do what you needed to do. You stayed away from mammon. You stayed away from all the wickedness. You are uh, you one of the saints that's righteous. You're going to go right to the next life. The next life is endless. It's ethereal. It's eternal. This life is nothing. It's the blink of an eye. I already told you. Even Adam didn't even live one day according to the scriptures. So be careful what you want. Be careful what you wish for. Be firm and reasonable about what you want in regards to success because success does not equate finances okay it's so much more that's what you need to understand so um before i say before i sign off i will say um I'll say this, <clears throat> when I'm doing the Sabbath lessons, and I've been saying this since I'm still healing, they will be um, as precise and concise as I can make them because I'm trying to preserve my voice. And I want you to know that I am working very hard to get my voice back so that we can move forward and uh, continue doing the scriptural study so we can move through in these scriptures. I thank you for being here. Um, if you have any questions or concerns, there's two ways of contacting me. You can contact me on, this is one word, Cliff Note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. I'm accepting questions, um, concerns, um, comments, or you can go on um, Spotify and there is under the um, small explanation as to what the um, nature of the lesson is. There is a question button. You can click on that question button and you can answer your question, upload the question and I will get that question. And if you want me to answer it on air, I will do that. And if not, you want me to do it on behind the scenes, I drop me your email and I will do that. And I thank you for being here. I hope this lesson, like every other lesson that I deliver and lecture on, I hope it edifies you. I, have, I hope it brings it, you closer to the most high. Um, we need to be together, people. We need to be together. And when I mean together, I mean on one accord. We need to stop being scattered because our power is in unity. We need to stop uh, being stiff-necked. We need to stop hating and pushing each other away. We need to love and support one another. 
That's what we need to do. And every lesson that I give, I hope that I'm giving you some type of idea that no man is an island, especially the children of Israel. This is why we are getting spanked. Jacob's trouble is not a fake. It's for real. Okay. And the most high is putting us through some things. So um, with that, I hope that this particular message um, edifies you. I hope I gave you some direction as to what success really is. It's not one formula. It's many formulas. But the foundation of the formula is to seek the most high. So I hope, hold on one second. So I hope that this lesson edifies you. And until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth of the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content you can also save a life by sharing this valuable content go ahead save a life today thanks